I know the foot's going to start stomping here in a little bit. Yeah, Charlie Brown and all. I love it. Who was Charlie Brown? I, man, that brought back memory just real quick. I can picture Snoopy with that head back, you know, and those legs just going like crazy. Oh, my gosh. Hebrews 13. I'm going to get you up in a second. Man, I'm glad everyone is here. I don't ever want to get up here and not say that. Um, and then also remind you of, of what you're doing. Guys, the way that you're living out your faith is incredibly different than most. It's hard. It's messy. It's frustrating. It's crazy but oh so rewarding. Especially when you want to turn back and you keep reminding yourself of those words, there's no turning back. I can't go back to what I was. I can't go back to that. I've got to keep going and start and continue to learn how to live in this new, in this new normal. That in a place that I've never been before. So it's supposed to be. I'm not supposed to get there and already have all this figured out. And so we can release that. We can release right now if any of us other than myself are trying to say, man, I've already got that place figured out. Can we just release that together? And allow ourselves to just be a, a great bunch of messy folks. But here's the thing. Here, and I'm going to get you up here in a second. When you're willing to admit how messy grace is, you will free up a ton. Because I want you to think about this as we go through the night. Think about the things that you don't want people to know about you. I'm going to say that again. Think about the things you don't want people to know about you. And then ask yourself why. How will you ever heal if no one knows about it? It'd be like me going into Dr. Langworthy and just kind of sitting on, the, on that crazy paper shelf of a thing, whatever that is. Isn't that the craziest thing ever? That ain't protecting anything. Why do they put the paper out there? This is so gross. <laughs> I know. Just sterilize her down. <laughs> Might not be. But it would be like me going in there and sitting down and him walking in and going, how can I help you, Bibbo? And I just sit there. Literally, I just sit there. And he goes, well, uh, I guess you can pay your copay and see you later. But that's not you. And it comes in different stages for you. And so that's why I want to encourage you. The other thing before I get you up, the number one way people will come and participate with us in this is how? You've got to ask them. It's the still number one way. How did our brothers in the first century find out whose home to go to? And when they got there, they felt and knew something different was going on. Ask them. 
We're going to do this as you stand up. Get your phones out. This, and I want you to look around. And the first person that comes on your noggin, now here's the thing, it's not a person that may already be in something like this. It's someone that we know that is kind of um, said, you know what, I've kind of done the church thing. I'm over that. It's just not for me. Me either. Not that. But this is. Amen. This is. Because we're being the church. We're not going to it. We're not doing it. We're being way different. Huge difference. So as you get up and before you hug someone's head, call them. Text them. Say, man, I wish you were here with me right now. Because we just, we just worshipped our guts out in such a way that we believe right now in this moment that Christ is enough. And we're going to sit in it together. And we're going to keep praying in it together. And we're going to keep walking through it together. And when we go out that door tonight in Fazoli's, it'll be like this huge lamp that's lit up. Because, see, you're the light. You're the light. And so light has to have something to shine through. You're walking lamps. <laughs> you're walking lamps of Jesus Christ light. Man alive, it's cool to be around y'all. So as you get up on the count of three, text them. Tell them you wish you was here. It's not too late. Are you actually going to give us enough time to do all this? Uh, I'll give you all the time I want you to have. <laughs> all right, you got your numbers in there? Cue them up, hit send. Everybody hug ahead. Go. Go. You know I was joking. I love it how you control everything. <laughs> Text them. On the way in the door. She's on top of it. She got it. I wish I had texted her.
right for us? To crank it up? Sure. Had a boy. We'll give him another minute or two. Alright, here we go. <laughs> Mr. Harbin's going to pray for us. Alright, Liam, glad you're here, buddy. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Glad to see you without that oxygen man. Be quiet! He's doing the right thing. Gary! Do I? Yeah, it's like a coke pot before. I'd rather have to try to settle someone down than kickstart. You know what I mean? The kickstart folks ain't working. All right, here we go. Harbinski going to lift us up. All right. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for bringing us all here tonight, Lord. Just to uh, come praise you and worship you, Lord. I pray that uh, you can just speak the words to Mr. Mike tonight, Lord, and uh, we can soak that in and uh, just fall more in love with you, Lord. I pray that uh, you continue to watch over us and keep us safe. In your gracious heavenly name, amen. 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 Thanks. Thanks, thanks. Man, what a great Saturday night last week, man, as folks... Uh, jumped in the water. Wasn't that cool? It was really cool. And so the thing is now, <laughs> so now the thing is, is to is, is to be able to live life with with folks afterwards. You know that that's when it really starts, right? Amen. To remind ourselves that Christ is enough. All right, let's go into Hebrews 13. We're gonna splash in here real quick. Hebrews 13, verse 1. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in, their own, in your own bodies. Verse 4. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. And verse 5, don't love money. Other versions state in that says, keep your life free from the love of money. Some say, keep your character clean from the love of money. It's saying, but be satisfied. Don't love money. Be satisfied. Be content. Be enough with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you and I'll never abandon you. That's where we're going to camp out tonight predominantly is in verse 5. And it may surprise you, we're going to talk a little bit about the money piece of it, but we're going to talk more just about the contentment piece of it, okay? But before we go any further, we've always said that this is a safe place, and so I want to interject this here, okay? Because this is where it gets really tough and hard. We've got a brother of ours, Lonnie, most of you know him. And, and we're not going to hide it, we're not going to fake it, but we have asked our brother to refrain from being with us for a while. In order to maybe to try to jumpstart him, to, to get to a place where he's willing to capture some help. 
Now, here's how do we keep doing this. Because see, here's the thing that I, re I read in verse 1. It says, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality. You've not done that. You have loved Him well. And I'm just using this one as a reference because it's so close to us, it's so new to us, and it's so fresh. You have loved Him well. And He's refused it. And so in order to keep a place safe, if there's those that are in our midst that start to not feel safe, then we have to do something. Amen. And that's what we've done, gang. Now, the hard part, and I love this, Lynn called him yesterday. If you are led to call him, please do so. Guys, our brother's hurting. He's hurting. And the main thing we want is for him to get well. So we have shown hospitality to someone, and we've entertained folks, and he just might be an angel. We don't know, do we? But we have limits, and so our limit has been hit, and so it doesn't change who we are. One iota. And you're going to find that when you get to a point with a lot of folks sometimes, they're going to call you everything in the world except what's in this book. <laughs> That's not yours to wear. That's not yours to own, man. When your motive is pure in it, then you can keep walking on. Okay? Alright, so let's unpack this verse 5 here just for a second. Alright, let's do this too. Turn your phones off, unless you're using them for uh, the Bible. Thank you. There we go. That helps keep me safe from lashing out at you. <laughs> uh, I love y'all. <laughs> People are going, I wonder if he really means that. Yeah. Alright, verse 5. Don't love money. It says, and it's kind of interesting, look here what it says uh, at the very end of that verse. It says, for God has said, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. And so verse 6 says, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Here's what I want to take a time out just for a second. Flip over to 2 Corinthians for a second and find chapter 12, verse 9. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. This is Paul saying this, and Paul's begging Christ to take this thorn from inside. So is at times, could this be a thorn for us when we're not content with our situations? Could that possibly be a thorn? I think so. And so let's pretend that it is for this moment. And so Paul's begging Christ, take the thorn. So think just for a second what your thorn is. It could be a person. It can be a condition. It can be whatever it is that you're going to to get, rid, to get away from you. What's that very thing that your mind keeps rolling around that you go, man, I wish I could be rid of this. That's your thorn. Listen to what he says. He says each time he said, this is Jesus talking back into Paul, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now, now Paul's taking over. He says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. 
What? Who's admitting weaknesses whenever you go into these different places of worship? Who's who? We just said a while ago, what's that one thing, what's the two or three things that you hope and pray no one ever finds out about you? And we just read that that's what Christ... Could we classify that as a weakness? Yeah. So then why... Look, what we just read, it says... My power, Christ's power works best when, class? Alright, so how do I physically do that? Hang on to that thought for a second. Because look at verse 6 again. Now we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I'll have no fear. What can mere people do to me? There's the battle line. Hey, just look. Everybody look at me just for a second. You can really be honest here. In this question I'm about to ask you, okay? You really can't. It's just Bivo. Shh. It's just me. It's just Bivo. Do you really believe that? Shh. Don't. Come on. You can say you don't. Do you really believe that Christ is enough and that His power works best in weakness? Do you believe that? You really believe that? Alright, are you ready to show a people how to do that? Let's do it. Because here's the thing, here's what I here's what I think is rolling around. A lot of times when people when I, I can remember people would say, let go and let God, Bivo. Anybody else ever heard that? I'm going, boy, that, that's real catchy. <laughs> that's, that sounds really nice. And then I'd leave and go. What does that mean? How do I do that? Let go, let God. I don't know. But I was so afraid to admit that even in one of the safest groups ever because what? Look at verse 6 again. I'm afraid of what mere people can do to me. I've just elevated them over the very thing that it says if I'm willing to admit it, then Christ's power starts to work through me. Gang, that's tomb empty in power. It blasts out of the earth. That's the new you operating when you admit the weakness. Now does that verse start to come alive a little bit? The old will die. I'll live in the, the old crucified. I'm going to live in the new I've got to admit that to get the old gone. Now the new comes and that's the Christ in me that's going to say, I'm not going to not share this. I don't care who's in the room. Because here's the thing. Here's a couple of things that I'm just going to use since we're on the money thing. Let's use it. I think there's a couple of things rolling around here and more. Say if you're in that situation where your job has been eliminated layoff you just had zero control over it now you find yourself going what are we going to do or what about those of us that if you're anything like me and them predominantly me that I would continue to spend over what we had. 
that it didn't matter. I'm just going, hey, I'll get it. And the next thing you know, you're looking at a credit card that's got $25,000 on it, and you've got nothing to show for it. What am I feeding in that moment? When and where on the first one am I going, God, where are you in this? You had zero control over it. So how do I let go and let God in that moment and admit my weaknesses? We're more apt to this one, aren't we? Don't have any control over it. Lost my job. Can you believe that? It's the craziest thing ever. Bunch of bozos. <laughs> Fired me. I don't, you know, laid me off. But this one over here, we kind of keep that one hush-hush. Until, until the time comes when there's eviction notices placed on our door. Or car payments get behind. And we just sit in it and we hide and we go, man, the very thing, that a lot of that wasn't your fault. Let's unpack what was your fault. Because here's the thing, a lot of folks I believe will say that will go, yes, I believe that the power of Christ will help me in my weakness. But then when we walk out the door here, we get to Kroger and we go, the grace of God ain't paying for this bucket of, of, of groceries I need right now. Or could it? You see, I believe it can. And I believe it does because you demonstrate it daily. Because people know that you are a safe people, therefore the grace of Christ starts flowing from you when they do everything they possibly can to press out of themselves and say, man, I have, I'm, I'm late. I am flat broke. I don't know how I got here, but I am flat, stinking, broke. I can't pay for anything. Can you help me? And you look at them and you go, you bet we can. And it may not necessarily be the dollar that goes out first. It may be that's when the time that we both, all of us sit down and go, let's see how we did get here. Let's see how we did get here. Because you see, for me... I got to find out why I continue to jump over a fence that I said I'd never jump over. I'm here I'm at. I'm not going to I'm not going to spend anything else. I am not I'm not going to spend uh-uh. I'm I'm not going to do that. Gang, you're looking at someone that is a professed materialist. <laughs> if I could put my feet up and not know that I go in traction, I'd have them up too. I like stuff. Anybody else? I'm looking at how you dressed. You sure do. <laughs> Y'all like stuff. So what's that feed for us? Is that something that where we're just not content? Are we looking at the wrong thing in our contentment? Let me ask this. Are you content with God? How would you prove that to me? Follow me. Follow me. How else? If someone said, hey, Bivo, prove to me that God, that you are content with God. How would I prove it to them? They have to just watch your life every day. What would be some of the things that they would possibly see? Your love. Love. Lack of chaos. Lack of chaos. Peace. Peace. How you respond in trial. 
how we respond in trial. Well, the fact that you're not worshiping anyone else. You're not worshiping anyone else. Showing my checkbook. Showing. Do you hear this? Yeah. Showing my checkbook. Joy. Showing my calendar. Patience. What in your life right now do you feel like is not you're not content with? You can just blast them out. They don't necessarily. It can it can be your buddies. Well, I've got a buddy that's not content with. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the next one. If I'm content with God, am I content with myself? Not always. It goes all over the place, doesn't it? All right. What is my measuring stick for being content with me? Success. All right. Success in what way? What way? I don't know, be specific. You, this is where you can be specific for you. Other people's responses to me, how people respond to me, or how I perceive how they respond to me. Yeah. Yeah. It may be, an, it may be my addiction mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not content that I can kick it, or that God's going to help me kick it. Mm-hmm. Amen. What else? But we're kicking it right now. Let's say it's October, what, 25th? How many are content with themselves right now? Safest place ever to be honest. Alright. Amen. For those of us that aren't, what is it in your life that you are just flat out wrestling with? And let's make sure that it's the truth. What did, let's give some examples. And again, it can be... The, I've got a buddy of mine that he wrestles with this. You know, Time. we'll get those. Huh? Time. Time. What to do with my time. Okay. Keep them coming. Children. Addictions. Amen. Family. Family. Time. What else? Living situation. Living situation. It's tough. Battling your past. Battling your past. Being a good enough parent. Okay. Thoughts. Let's go back up here to verse 6. Look at the one. It may not necessarily be the people. So what can mere... I'm going to use the lace. What can mere Bivo do to me? What can mere Jamie do to me? What can mere Pop do to me? So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. What can mere Tracy do to me? And do you see what we're doing to ourselves? Alright, so now we're there. Now gang, we're not stopping yet. Now the question is, why? We're afraid of people. It's the way the world that we grew up in is designed. Keep digging. I'm, we're, we're at this point where we know that we, we put the should on ourselves. I know I shouldn't be here. I want to let go and let God, but I have to figure out why when I get to this particular fence of I'll never do this again and not being content with me, why I keep jumping over it. Reputation. Reputation. Insecurity. Okay, I'm insecure. What is the unbelief? Christ is not enough. That's it. And and we're, we're fearful of what other people will say about us so therefore, we're putting their opinion 
over what Christ feels. All right, time out. Let me apply this. You ready? I love Richard Sporting Goods. Man, I love that store. <laughs> Let's say that I've had a crappy day. And I want to go out, and I've got this baby's gold, too. It's, it's embarrassing, really. Look, Venture One. I got capital, I got miles coming on this baby, so I am just going. Whoosh, whoosh. And so the thing that I have to do before I put the key in the ignition and drive myself to Richard Sporting Goods, some would call it, yep, yep. Richard Sporting Goods. What's, what's my motive for going and making the purchase? Because see, after I'm sitting here looking at $25,000 in debt, and I'm going, Lord, where are you in this? Now, I'm putting a whole lot on, on God right now. God's going, Bibbo, I didn't tell you to buy one of those things. <laughs> you look great in them, son. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. But I sure didn't tell you to buy it. That color looks super on you. But I didn't tell you to buy it. How many of us physically ask Jesus, God, our Creator, on every purchase we make? <laughs> Zilcho. And yet, I want to I gripe about the condition that I'm in. Now, that's just cash. What about anything? So let me apply this. Let me, let me not jump past that. What's your motive? Self-medication. But we just read that it's a weakness, right? I'm operating in a weakness. I've had a cruddy Sometimes day. You just want to look cute. That's all there is to that. That's a good motive. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good motive. But what if my motive is to go and make myself feel better because someone has just licked the frosting off my cookie? <laughs> You go buy you some more cookies. <laughs> Just it's, it's easier to do the fix, the quick fix to relieve the pain than it is to get close to God. Because when you get close to God, He makes you fix the issue, and that's not easy. So that's easy to swipe it or drink it or do whatever. Bingo. Here's what I'm saying as I swipe that Christ is not enough that I'm not going to allow Christ to have my weakness, therefore His power cannot go through me. Do y'all see that? The only way His power starts rolling through me is when I'm operating and admitting that I'm in my weakness and then I stop and go, whoa, sorry, but you're going to have to put that back on the shelf. Christ is enough for me right now. I'll come back when I just want to be cute. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll ever see you again. <laughs> All right, let's start rabbit. Uh -uh. Last, there's verse eight. I'm, I am going to skip down. There's verse eight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How do you know that? How is He the same for you today and for tomorrow and forever? Because His love never changes. Never changes. So how do I now, is the whatever, because most of the room did not raise their hand when they said, 
that they're content with themselves today. So does everyone in the room on that one piece that you're not content with yourself today, do you know how to start the circle of applying and admitting your weakness in that particular thing, making sure that you are feeding the truth? If you're, if you're feeding anything, especially about yourself, if you're describing yourself or calling yourself anything that Jesus wouldn't say, that's a lie. Amen. That will make you want to pull the credit card out. Then you go, nope, that's unbelief. Now you got to have folks to remind you. So how do folks know to remind you if you keep it within yourself? You see how this crazy God made this? Isn't that the coolest thing ever? And there's such healing in it. So verse 9 says, Do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from what class? Verse 9. God's grace. How do I receive God's grace? How do, you, you see where this is going? A lot of times I receive God's grace through God's people. We all know that, we've, that it is finished, right? But how do I receive grace in the moment of which I'm in? <coughs> I've got to let somebody know. I've got to get the drawbridge to my heart down. And most of the body of Christ, we've got the drawbridge to our heart so wrenched up and clanked down that no one knows. When you're, guarding, when you're trying to guard pain, gang, you've just choked out joy. And guess what still guess what still gets across the moat and still stabs you? Pain. Live in the, the knowing that Christ's power is perfect in your weakness. Then your weaknesses become strengths. Last thing, because part of this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna encompass all of this in here. Paul's the one that uh, that wrote the words that we're reading. Paul and other writers, they say in Hebrews, but Paul wrote this to the folks in the Philippians in chapter 4. You don't have to go over there. It says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with the full stomach or empty, with little or plenty. Then the very next, it says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. Remember, if I don't admit it, Christ's strength can't flow from you. You have to remember that. We just read it. Christ said, My power works perfect in your weakness. So therefore, I've got to let folks know that I have this weakness, and here comes Christ. And He comes blasting out of this tomb called you. Socrates said that he who is not content with what he has would not be content with what he would like to have. Are you content with God? Are you, is He enough? Are you satisfied with Him? Are you enough? Are you satisfied with Him? 
If Jesus were sitting here and I asked him, I said, Jesus, look, man, look at all these people that you blew life into. And he's going to go, I know, aren't they stupid? I said, are you satisfied, Lord? Are you satisfied with Deb? Are you satisfied with Joe? Would any of you say that he would say no to that? If any of you said that he would say no, you're... you're Knowing of Christ is faulty. His answer is an exuberant yes. That's why I blew life into him, Bivo. I love them. Man, and I'll be glad when they get content and satisfied with themselves. They're getting there. So I can't be where Paul is today, gang. His is past tense. He said, I have learned. So it was a process for him, wasn't it? Man, to have seen that. But here's what I got to put on mine. I am still learning. So if you're with me in that, will you pray with me? Father, thank you that I am still learning. And that, Father, that I'm able to do so with the people that will allow me to do so. Lord, I'm thankful to be among a people that understand and know how to deliver Your grace in my weakness. Father, they are recipients of that same grace when now they will be able to cut themselves loose, maybe even to someone tonight, about the very weakness that they've not wanted to admit. Lord, I'm finding that when I don't want to admit it, that I'm not content, that I don't believe the satisfaction that the enough will come. And so, Lord, I'm praying for Him power, courage to be able to do that tonight. Lord, we love You. We thank You for loving us through the empty tomb of Christ and and giving us the ability to receive and give this enormous, beautiful, messy grace. And it's in Christ's name we all pray and say together, Amen. Amen.